Welcome to the nonpartisan Red Pill Men's Group, where women are obviously welcome. And um, we're we're doing this book study of Rolo Tomasi. But I want to, before I do that, I want to to register for these events. You can go to tinyurl.com slash Red Pill Men. And what the what the group does is we talk about women, sexuality, um, dating, relationships, and politics, you know, from a nonpartisan perspective, out without any of the right wing crap. And I've also combined this with a dating meetup. So there's a dating meetup here. And so what we're going to do here, let me share this with you. This is the link, and uh, make sure to. Sh- Share, like, and subscribe. And um, so I just started the page. So um, what we're going to do is I basically, we're going to go over, we're going over this book, The Rational Male. Let me see if I can get it in there. The Rational Male by Rolo Tomasi. And we're going through it slowly. And so what I'm going to do, I'm just going to read from the book some, riff off the text a little bit, try and um, add some of my experience into it. And when I'm done, I want to open it up for discussion and comments. And for any questions or any issues that you guys guys may be having, we can talk about it. So hopefully some of the information, I think it's fairly okay. But why don't we just um, get started here. And um, and then when we when I get done riffing, we can you can introduce yourself, you know, you can talk, you can um express yourself and we can have a conversation okay so right now we're on the the cardinal rule of relationships which is in any relationship the person with the most power is the one who needs the other the least you know whether you want to have your relationship on base your relationship on power or have your relationship on power or not isn't really the issue it's already in play from your first point of attraction you are acceptable to her for meeting any number of her criteria and she meets your own as well so if this weren't the case you simply wouldn't not initiate a mutual relationship you might call it sizing up he says Um, we make innate and unconscious comparisons about everything. And in the case of initial attraction, we decide if the other person is acceptable to our own intimacy. And the the principle isn't so much about power as it is about control. It's very easy to slip into binary arguments, he, he says, and think that he means that the cardinal rule of relationships is one participant must be absolutely rule over the other um, or a dominant and a doormat submissive, he says. Um, The problem with our modern interpretation of power is if we tend to think in extremes in absolute terms. And so, but control in a healthy relationship passes back and forth as desire and need dictate for each partner. In an unhealthy relationship, you have an unbalanced manipulation of this control by a partner. Although control is never completely imbalanced, it becomes manipulation when one power 
essentially blackmails the other with what would otherwise be a reinforcer for the manipulated under a healthy circumstance. And he's going to go into the one of the ways here. The submissive participant becomes conditioned to allow the manipulation to occur or the dominate dominant initiates the manipulation. The one needs the other, the least has the most control. But he advocates that young men develop a better sense, and this is all men, actually, all men develop a better sense of self-worth and a better understanding of the true efficacy in their relationships. And what he means by that, recognize your value as men. Recognize, and he goes into it later on, um, because women will constantly are constantly trying to reduce your value in your mind, you know. So um, recognize your value as a male um, and that you are the prize in this relationship. Right? Um, my intent in promoting this rule is to open the eyes of men who are already predisposed to devaluing themselves and placing women as the goal of their lives rather than seeing themselves as the prize to be sought after. So he's talking, he talks a little bit of, later on about self-esteem and how important that is um, to not allowing your partner to walk all over you. There is something wrong when you continually compromise yourself in order to keep the peace with the understanding that she'll withhold intimacy, and this is the big example of manipulation that he talks about uh, coming from the women's side. There's obviously manipulation coming from men as well. Uh, withhold intimacy as a result of you holding your ground. And that that is a power play, and it's also known as a shit test. So that's the terminology in the manosphere for that term. And women are doing that all the time. And if you don't know it, um, you're going to be caught off guard and you're going to fail the test because they're doing it all the time, especially on the first date. I mean, I've been on dates, man, where it's shit test after shit test after shit test um, until I prove that I'm an alpha and then she's ready to be with me. But as long as I'm a beta, as long as I'm a I'm a guy who's just there to pay, you know, she can put me off forever. So she initiates this, thus becoming the controlling party. No woman's intimacy, i.e. sex, is ever worth that compromise. Because in doing so, you devalue your own worth in her eyes. So this is, this is, I think I want to, I'm thinking of this example that I have on dating that goes, happens over. I've been on a number of these dates, on first dates, and this happens over and over and over again. So it's, I think it's worth talking about is that the woman says, I don't want to have sex unless I'm in a committed relationship. I only want to have sex with one man at a time. And there's too many diseases out there. Um, I don't want to catch a disease, right? 
So recognize this is girl game. Okay, this is not, you may have these ideas, but this is really girl game. Um, I want to present myself as the pure one, as pure and trustworthy and loyal, therefore, by not, you know, having intercourse right away or so forth. But it's not right away. The problem is you can't get from point A to point B, you know, because, look, I have options. I'm not giving up my options just to, just to have sex with a woman, you know. And um, my goal is to actually see who hangs around, you know. It's not I'm going to jump because what it reveals when you do that, if you jump into a relationship, a committed relationship right away, what does she think? Oh, he committed to me. Maybe there's another guy a better guy who can. It immediately goes to them, you're too easy. You know, they want the challenge, you know. So it reveals, and it reveals to them that you don't have any other options. And that's what the communication they get. So you you need to be aware of what you're actually communicating. I, I'm not waiting around, however long it is, for me to decide that you're the only one. And I have a policy now, right? If I'm going to be exclusive with you, it has to come to the point where you are ready to at least at the minimum make sure that you are committed to me before your friends and family because it's about a last relationship i had you know if you want me to give up my options and other potential mates to be only with you it's not just about only having sex with each other okay um, I'm not trading commitment for sex. This is the first thing that comes right out of their mouth. How do you get from point A to B? Because I'm going to wait to see, who, see who's around, and I'm not going to wait for sex. And you want to be friends, that's fine, but you know we're not dating. I'm not paying, I'm not entertaining you. I'm not your entertainment um, budget. So um, we're either going there or we're not. You either want to or you don't. And then on top of that, it usually comes with this, I haven't had sex in three years. I haven't had sex in five years. You know, I'm an older guy, something like that, as if it were a badge of honor, you know? And, and then on top of that, it becomes, and I would rather not have sex at all or not have a relationship at all if I can't get a loyal, committed man or that I want. So they fall on their sexual samurai sword, Right and threatened to withhold in the future. So, and I'm thinking, I'm not liking this, you know? I, I, how could you let that happen? How can you let three years go by and not have sex? How can you let five years go by and not have sex and, and not have sexual intimacy and not feel that you're missing out on life? So anyway, let's return back to the book, okay? So once the precedent is set, she will progressively have less respect for you. Exactly opposite of the popular conception that she will appreciate your compromising for her and reward you for this. And you're appealing to her intimacy um, that isn't genuine desire or real interest for you. Is That's sort of the idea that Sometimes you get, she wants you to, she's withholding sex, and so she wants something. That's not genuine desire. That's not desire. Desire is coming over to your apartment with a mission, on a mission, 
That's desire. They're not. You don't get this until you do that. You know. They should want to have sex. No, they should want to have sex with you. They should want to be intimate with you if you want to have a relationship with them. It's subtle psychological tests. So um, that all too many men are unaware of meant to determine who needs the other more. There is no more superior, superior confidence for a man than one with the self-understanding that he will not compromise himself for the recognized manipulations of a woman and, the fort and has the fortitude to walk away knowing he has the path, knowing that he has in the past and will in the future find a better prospect than her. So I'm walking away. I mean, the more you compliment a woman, the more you pursue her, the more you express her, your admiration, the more you tell her you love her, the less she wants you. It's a sad truth. This is only the man who passes the shit test, and it's called enlightened self-interest. So what he's meaning, hey, you're in a relationship. you got to be able to defend yourself, protect yourself from exploitation and abuse and, and entitlement. You know, you've got to be able to stand on your ground and you just let them run over you. You know, when you have that situation where you're just um, committed because you're only having sex with each other, right? She gets to live a single life out there while you're stuck having only sex with her because she can go advertise. She has her hangers on and all that stuff. You know, she can... If, if she's not committed to you and before her friends and family, then um, she's not committed to you, you know, because commitment needs different things. Men don't need to, women don't need to have sex to be on the marketplace. And men, it's a different story. So truth to power, denying the utility of power, vilifying its uses is, is in itself a means of using power. So, yeah, so what this reminds me of, real change works from the inside out. If you don't change your mind about yourself, you won't change anything else. So he's now talking about self-esteem and how that is so important to protecting yourself from being walked on and taken advantage of. So now he talks about what's called the average frustrated chump. And that seems to be a lot of guys, and it's AFC for short. And it just means the average guy who is a simp thinks he's going to get a woman by by simping up to her, making her, uh, putting her on a pedestal, uh, making her feel she's she's the one. Anyway, so that's just a description for guys who aren't red pilled, basically, who aren't aware of women's nature and behavior. So um, self estimation or never happens spontaneously there's always has to be some crisis to prompt it so he's really talking about anxiety trauma crisis are necessary catalysts to stimulate self-consciousness and i think that's maybe true because i know that sometimes it's true but sometimes it's not sometimes trauma causes a person to go in a complete wrong direction it totally destroys them but um yeah, you need to be able to, um, you know, grow, grow from your experiences, I think is the notion there. Then he talks about deny, denial and how difficult it is to get some men to unplug 
from the feminine matrix or the what he also will call the gynocentric social order. So, and, and that essentially means that women have more value than men because they bear children. And it takes, each woman can bear a child, but it doesn't take one man to impregnate multiple. It can take, you only need one man to impregnate multiple women. So women have more value. That's why men die in war, you know, because they're disposable. So how difficult is it to open an average frustrated chump's eyes as to why he's not hooking up, why he's not getting dates or second dates, why he's constantly getting let's just be friends, rejections, and all, all the flaws in what is really ego investment internalizations. So it's hard for people to admit they're wrong, basically. Hard for them to come to terms that all this moral, I've got to be the one one woman man, I've got to be um, the the guy who brings home the bacon, I've got to, you know, uh, whatever it is, but um, they, they, they hold on to that, you know, and, and it's hard to accept what's actually happening and what's actually going on. Um, and so that sort of is a problem for them because destroying the truth withholds would destroy something dear to them and that might be the dream of the one of the um soulmate which we talked about last time uh, a few weeks last last meeting so the more important the aspect of your self-image that is challenged by the truth the more likely you are to go into denial and admission of error is painful to the point of unthinkable. And I can tell you something, these this lessons and watching these videos is painful. It's not something where you go and say, oh, I, I'm getting really what I want to hear, how wonderful women are and how lovely they are and how they will take care of you for the rest of your life. You know, it's hard to accept these truths. I have to turn off the video um, and sit for a while or do something else and come back to it to actually be able to emotionally tolerate. And I have a lot of regrets for not knowing this information earlier, but um, a lot of people didn't, so I can't really blame myself for that. Um, so he talks here about the, um, therefore we see the average frustrations trumps tenaciously cling to a moralistic sense of purpose in their methods which is only reinforced by popular culture in the media, our music, e-harmony, our religion, etc. So in other words, I think they're saying that basically you're stuck with these beliefs that you have about morality and how you, you need to um, be a certain way or do a certain thing or act a certain way. Um, and they're hard to break. They become part of your personality. And then, so real power is the degree to which a person has control over their own circumstances. Real power is the degree to which we actually control the directions of our lives. So if we're constantly filling roles that have been made for us and designed for us, rather than pursuing our purpose, then we've allowed ourselves to lose power 
essentially. You know, and I guess you might feel that if you're running around, look for the kids all the time, your life is all consumed by other people's needs. You know, I can understand that, but um, yeah. Can you control the direction of your own rest? Can you say what you mean? Can you actually express an opinion yourself, you know, that you actually have that isn't condoned by the groups you belong to? Can you go against the groups you belong to? Can you cross lines like I do, put things together that people don't think should belong together, like feminism and men's rights? So um, when we allow our thinking, our personality disorders, and that's a big one, and our mental schemas combined with their accompanying behaviors to determine the course of our decisions, we relinquish real, real power. The man who succumbs by force or by will to the responsibilities, liabilities, and accountabilities that are required of him by society, marriage, commitment, family, fatherhood, career choice, the military, etc., leaves him very little influence over the course of his own life. And those are a lot of things he mentions there. You know? And so entrapped we are in our self-expectations and self-imposed limitations that we fail to see that we have always had the keys in our own, to our own prison. We're just scared shitless to use them. And so, and in some ways, maybe we haven't had the keys because the lack of knowledge is terrible for men. That we are taught wrong. We're very ignorant, and women depend upon our ignorance and lack of knowledge, you know, to, you know, because, because what they want us to fall in love with them, they want that, you know, there's, they depend on our, our blue pilled ideology. And um, anyway, that's a whole can of worms. So it's our ability to make our own decisions, right or wrong, and to confidently own them that separate us from other guys. It's this self-guided power that evokes a seemingly irrational confidence to spin plates, which means to date multiple women. Women do it all the time, but when men date multiple women, it suddenly becomes, oh my God, you're a player. Well, hey, you have to date multiple women. You have to go through a lot of women to meet the one, to meet a good one, actually, to meet the one that works for you. So it is this self-guided power that evokes a seemingly irrational, yeah, the spin plates, to date non-exclusively, to assert ourselves, and to be unafraid to make ourselves the prize. And it's just this power that women want to be associated with. So it's we, we tend to think the opposite, but actually our self ideal self-interest are following our purpose and and is something that's actually attractive to women so that's basically it um i think i'm going to open it up for questions or comments on that okay thank you diamond you want to say something and you know on that on men go their own way i really feel that there's some way to do that to some extent. 
but that's not what I'm doing. You know, I'm dating. I'm arranging two, three dates a weekend. I have people I date and like there was a time like last weekend I got tickets to a concert and the date had to go to work. And there's a time where I wouldn't have been able to get somebody else to go with me, you know, but now I was able to to get another date, even though it was a last minute cancellation. So I think that, you know, I I think there's a lot more hope that we don't have to have to give up, but we do have to get get smart. And there has to be some changes. And like we talked last week about equality, there's nothing equal about our relationships. They're all based on inequalities. Inequalities in status is what women are attracted to, right? They want a higher status. Um, well, more man who makes more money than them, which is a real problem when women are making increasing amounts of money. And so it's not at all about power, about equality. It's not based, these institutions were designed, as I said, they're archaic for a time when women were essentially dependents. And then if we continue down a road where women have to um, portray themselves as dependents to men um, and need a man who makes more than them or earns more than them or increases their standard of living, then um, our relationships are going to suffer. So I don't think men should go their own way in short. What? I have a question. Yes. Who is this? And if we, would you turn on your camera? That would be fantastic if you would do that. Uh, yeah, I don't have an issue with that. Okay, great. Thank you, Patricia. We Hi. love to see your face. Yeah. So, what's the main purpose of your uh of your meeting? <clears throat> well, right now, at the base core, we're doing a book study. So, what we're doing a book study is the book study of the rational male, and um, it's to help us understand relationships um, and women from the perspective of evolutionary psychology and behavioralism. And it's, it's, it's a, it's uh directed partly, you know, towards men, but I think um, women um, have a lot to say about these issues and, and also need to, to hear and talk about. This. So the well, I'm just, here... just going to say, you know, I mean, I, I was hearing you and, you know, I go to a Catholic church and I see a lot of couples who are very happy and they have great intimacy. And if you want to have intimacy and you want to have a relationship with a woman, you need to ask her to marry you and, and, and be there and be a stable person for her. And she should not withheld sex to you because... That's what you get married for. You are you are there for her. She's there for you. But I don't believe that men should be dating the multiple women to see who can get laid with them and and see who do, who who score better. That's not the main purpose of a couple. No, I'm sorry. But I, I'm not agreeing not what with I that. said. That's certainly not at all anywhere close to what I said. But um, I do want to say that um so you're expecting to to have more than just a day no 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 what i'm expecting here 
is that I reserve the right to have to go out on dates just like you do. I reserve the right to have sex with the people I go out on dates just like you do. He's made it very clear. There's no mystery to what he wants to do. He's told us what he will do. People who say, well, if he's elected, it's not that dangerous because we have all of these checks and balances, don't fully understand the extent to which the Republicans in Congress today um, have been co-opted. The future of the Republican Party, I mean, it depends on whether Donald Trump gets elected president again. If Donald Trump gets elected president, uh, I mean, the party is Donald Trump. It's uh, in every respect uh, uh, a reflection of his character. The Republican Party of today has made a choice, and they haven't chosen the Constitution. I mean, the fact of the matter is, he is unfit to be president. He is not the lesser of two evils. He is a completely unfit man for office. He's already shown us what he would do, and he can never be near the Oval Office again. And that's why failing to speak out against him, making excuses for him, pretending that somehow he's a victim, empowers him. You want to know why those poll numbers are where they are? Because folks like these three guys on the stage make it seem like his conduct is acceptable. Donald Trump's conduct on January 6th was a supreme violation of his oath of office and a complete dereliction of his duty to our nation. His conduct is unacceptable, he's unfit, and be careful of what you're gonna get. If you ever got another Donald Trump term, he's letting you know, I, I am, am your, your retribution. retribution. He will only be his own retribution. He doesn't care for the American people. It's Donald Trump first.